Thank you for your presence today. God cares for you. Be anxious for nothing. God shall supply all your need. Do not worry about what you will eat, drink, or put on. The promises in these words come from God. If we believe in Him, His word, and His promises, why do we worry? God has everything in control, just as He did yesterday, just as He will tomorrow, and just as He has right now. Listen closely as Pastor Rander encourages us to replace worry with trust. Have your Bible pen and paper handy. What happens when we trust God and not worry? Let go of the past and press on. Let go of the past and press on. You know why some people can't make progress? Because they are holding on to their hurts, their pains, their betrayal. And I know they're big. There's no one in this room, very few, if you lived any length of time, that haven't been cheated, deceived, or betrayed. That's just part of life, y'all. Who told you you were going to not be taken advantage of, not be lied to, and everything was going to be all right with your marriage and all right with your family, and your kids are just going to be perfect little angels? You are somewhere in la-la land. You know, let go of the past and press on. Some of you are allowing your past to choke life out of you. You're reflecting back on your losses, on your mess ups. You're reflecting back on your missed opportunities that you let get by because you didn't position yourself. Your failures, perhaps you failed a test or you didn't get a certification and you couldn't get the degree you thought you, you were going to get, or you didn't make the next rank in the military, or, or whatever that is, you didn't get the next promotion. Sometimes God's denial can be your greatest blessings. <laughs> Sometimes God is protecting you from something you really don't want once you get it. Have you ever asked for God for something and you begged him until he said, you know what, I'm going to just let you have it to show you you don't need it. Huh? And sometimes you say, but she got that promotion. He got that promotion and I didn't get it. I thought I should have had it. I've been more faithful. Why didn't I get it? God said, now you leave me alone and be quiet. I saved you a lot of trouble that you don't even know. You might be making more money, more rank, more promotion or more this or that. But now you're going to be gone much more. You have more responsibility, more people to oversee, huh? more pressure. You're not going to hardly be at home. Your children may be latchkey kids. You don't know, but you got more money, but you don't have life. <laughs> You're miserable with extra money. And God is saying, sometimes I leave you where you are because I can rest you better. That's right. I, I can do more with you where you are. It's not always about going to the next level. Sometimes he'll let you go and he'll give you the green light. And sometimes he'll say no right in your face. Now we can take the yes, but why do we struggle with the no's? God is in charge of the yes and the no's. Reflecting back on our losses, missed opportunities, failures, and past forgiven sins. God has forgiven you and you won't forgive yourself. Only causes us to become depressed when you won't forgive yourself of your past failures and opportunities and the hurts of people, you'll become more disturbed and more worried. 
Philippians chapter three, verses, verse 13 B through 14 says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, says Philippians chapter three, 13 B through 14. Press on, move on. Worry is the great takeaway. It subtracts from your life, but it never adds for the good of a person. It takes away, but it never adds for the good of a person. Worry cannot add more years to your life. It will take years off your life, but it won't give you more years. Worry will steal your quality of life, your quality of life. It will steal your kingdom potential. God wants to do more with you at this age of your life, whether you're 22, 32, 42, 62, 82, long as you have life, you have purpose, you have value, and God wants to use you even now. But worry will steal your kingdom potential as well as your passion for God. Matthew 6, 27 says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? How powerful, says Matthew 6, 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Number five, uh, what happens when we trust God and not worry? Uh, number five, you know you've overcome worry when you can experience sweet sleep when you go to bed. You know you've overcome worry when you can experience sweet sleep when you go to bed. Proverbs 3.24 says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. A sign that you've overcome worry is that you can take yourself to bed and go to sleep. That's why some of you so edgy and grouchy. You're sleep deprived. That's why you taking naps at the stoplight, you know, because you, you're sleep deprived. Let me, t- let me tell you something. Why is this a person that knows how to get ample sleep? Stop letting the television put you to sleep and all the stuff in your ears, the iPad, turn all that stuff loose. Some of y'all won't let God talk to you because you got so much in your all day long. And even at night, it's all in your ears and all before your eyes. And you wonder why you're half crazy. (laughs) When you're walking with the Lord, the Lord's talking to you. And you're talking with God. Man, he'll put you to sleep. And you'll snow so hard that the person down the hall can't get no sleep. (laughs) That's right. I just envied my wife. I just told her, I said, honey, you can just lay down. And sleep. Now, I'm not up because I'm worried, but let me tell you, when I get through preaching and moving around and counseling, dealing with folk, lying, I've been, all these issues are still in my, it's hard to just cut this stuff off like a light switch. I have to calm myself down. I said, God, you got to help me because I'm a late upper anyhow, so I have to make myself go to sleep. And then sometime when I lay down and find it almost sleep, then God Shakes me, wake me up and say, hey, I got something else I want you to tell the people. Put this in the message, by the way. I say, God, I just got sleepy. (laughs) Be quiet. Do what I tell you to do. Somebody need this point. And I cut that light back on, shield it on my side. I got a little thing that, and I write on my side of bed to shield it so it won't get affect her. And I I keep pencil and pad, 
by, and I, I'm always reaching right by my bed. I'm always reaching stack of books, stack of this projects. And I'm always reaching because God's going to speak. Sometime he'll wake me up one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, sometime three o'clock on Sunday morning. When I get up at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday, as is when I go back to bed, it's time to get up. But you know why I do it is because God's my. He's my boss. And you matter to me. And I want you to get every word that God wants you to have. And you know what? You know why I preach so hard? Because if you choose to live rebelliously, your blood is not going to be on my hand because I didn't tell you the truth. That's right. Now, I'm responsible for not telling the truth. But if I tell you the truth and you go out and do contrary to what you've been told and you see it in the book in black and white, but you choose to willfully disobey, your blood is on your own head. And I'm not getting your whipping. You're going to get your own whipping because of your own rebellion to the glory of God. Listen, sleep is sweet when you're resting in Jesus. Won't you say amen? amen? Number six, what happens when we trust God and not worry? We, As we embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and apply the word of God to our lives. As we embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and apply the word of God to our lives, worry will disappear and our physical and spiritual healing comes sooner. When you receive Jesus and live by the words of Jesus, applying the word of Jesus, being doers of the word and not just hearers only, do you realize that your healing comes sooner? In other words, there's healing in the word of God. Jeremiah 17, 14 says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. Psalms 107, 20 says, he sent his word and healed them. The word of God heals your pain. It will heal your fear. It will heal your anxiety. The word of God will heal your depression. The word of God will restore your sanity. And if the word of God will do all that, why don't you read the book? Shut down some of these magazines. Shut down some of these novels novels, and get away from these reality shows and spend more time in that which is therapeutic to your mind. The word of God has in it healing power. Psalms 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Uh, in other words, the word of God will, will keep you from destroying yourself. Number seven, only when you come to Jesus and exchange your worries and anxieties for his rest, will you discover that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and you will find rest for your soul. Only when you come to Jesus and exchange your worries for his rest will you be made whole. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, come unto me. That's how you deal with your worries. You got to come to Jesus. You got to come to Jesus. Don't go to Oprah. Don't go to Dr. Phil. Don't go to Judge Judy. Don't go to, to, to all of this stuff, the opinions and talk shows and philosophies and ideologies. Go to Jesus. Jesus himself says, come 
unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will hear your words, in other words. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My friend, worry is a burden that our Lord has not authorized us to carry. Worry is a burden that you're carrying that God has not given you permission to carry. So let God have it. Exchange your worries for his rest and your life will be so much more blessed. Number eight, when we trust God and not worry, our lives will be liberated and we will have a heart that is genuinely filled with praise. When we trust God and not worry, our lives will be liberated and we will have a heart that is filled with praise and adoration, thanksgiving to God. Beloved, you can praise your worries away. Did you hear what I said? You can what? Praise your worries away. Uh, Psalm 67 verses 3 through 4 says, let the people's Praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Psalms 119.62 says, At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgment. At, when, at midnight God wakes you up sometimes just to praise him. Psalms 119, 164 says, seven times a day, I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Seven times a day. If you're going to praise him seven times a day, you got to get up praising him. When he wake you up, you say, thank you. When you can put some toothpaste on the toothbrush, (laughs) you can say, thank you, huh? You ladies that put makeup on, you can say thank you. You guys that shave and you got shaving cream or whatever you use, soap and water and you got a razor, you can say thank you. Thank you. Get up praising God for that breakfast. You praise God that you can put gas in the car seven times a day and over and over you get to praise him. And that's why you ought to get a song. I, the other day, I was just, just a couple of days ago, I was reading and meditating the word of God. And God just said, stop and praise him. And I just started saying it. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him when the sun goes down. That's what I was saying on my bed. Thank him. Thank him, thank him in the morning, thank him in the noontime, thank him, thank him, thank him when the sun goes down. Now, I don't start screaming it all over the house. I wake everybody in the house up. I mean, I don't have to say, you, know, you give God glory, just kind of singing to yourself lightly, and my wife can be sleeping, I'm still over there just singing, and I'm having, I'm about to shout in the bed. Listen, but you can't sing if you don't have a song. And I'm not talking about this, this Beyonce stuff and all this other stuff out there. Y'all, if you want your depression uh, lifted, 
You better not, jazz, I like jazz, but jazz is not going to lift your depression. The old tunes, like ain't nothing like the real thing, that's not going to lift it. And these modern day songs, whatever they are, I don't keep up with that stuff. I, I don't want to, you know, because I like amazing grace. I like blessed assurance. I'm so busy loving on blessed assurance till I can't get to what the latest pop stars and rap stars are singing because I know what in times like these, that, that helps me. We need a savior. Be sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. You see what I'm talking? You don't even have a song. You say, I can't sing. Stop lying to God. Yes, you can. You got a mouth. If you can talk, you can sing. You say, but it ain't pretty. Who told you it's not pretty? You can sing off key to God. If you mean it on your heart and the, and the words are biblical, just, just start singing. Sing it. Start singing. Well, you say, well, all you know is Jesus loves me. This I know. Sing that and then learn another one. Start saying off key. You can get a beautiful, melodious singer that don't know God. And God says they got a pretty voice, but it's still ugly to me. He'd rather have somebody sing in off key. Your voice is cracking, but you got a sincere heart and a pure heart. That's more music than the most melodious voice could ever bring. I tell you what, you can praise your worries away. God Almighty. <laughs> Number nine. Listen, now some of you are saying, he's been preaching, this six, this is a sixth sermon I heard on word. I haven't been word. I'm not, I'm all right. I'm fine. My family fine. Children doing okay. Marriage pretty good. Got a little money in the bank. Got a promotion, a little this, a little that. You start feeling good about yourself. You know what I'm He hasn't been preaching to me. Yes, I have. You just didn't know it. Because of your spiritual perspective has been all bent out of shape. You say, well, educate me. I certainly will. You know why you up today? You're up today because somebody else is down. And God wants why you up to help somebody else up. So when you go down, they can pick you up. You understand what I'm, you see what I'm getting at? Now, if all of us down at one time, we in big time trouble. I'm so glad we don't all get down at the same time. So when you up, hey, help me what? Help me what? And then when you go down, then I come back and what? Help you up. Now, if you don't want to help anybody up, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. You say, what are you getting at? Number nine, when you have been set free and you are not worried, everything is okay in your life. You can't find a crisis anywhere. You, you just as free as you can be, the Lord will use you to speak life to those who are down. You are up today because God wants you to speak hope, encouragement, and healing, and restoration to those who are depressed. There are people around you who are suicidal. There are people around you who are worried and fearful. There's a reason God has you up. There are people around you who are in bondage. The very life is being choked out of them. And God has you doing well today because he wants you to help somebody else that's down today. Because believe you me, your time is coming. And if you sown well, when your time comes, you will reap well to the glory of God. I have a marvelous scripture on that. 
And that's found in Isaiah 35, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 35, 3 and 4. It says, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. It's well with you today because God wants you to be an encourager. God wants you to lift a troubled heart in of someone in your life. There's a child who's struggling. There's a relative that you can to that's struggling. There's a neighbor that's struggling. And God is saying, I have made you well today because you have purpose. And that purpose is to help somebody who's struggling today. Finally, but not the least, look at Jesus and be encouraged in the midst of your worries and your discouragement. Look at Jesus and be encouraged in the midst of your worries and discouragement. Hebrews 12, 3 says, For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You, you want to deal with worry and you want it to go away? Listen, look at Jesus. My friends, if anybody could have been worried, it's Jesus. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who could have been worried, but he wasn't. He had foreknowledge. He saw what was coming. He saw the unjust trials, the hostility of the religious leaders. He saw the agony of Gethsemane, the betrayal of Judas. He saw the sufferings on the cross. He saw the disciples being scattered and running away. He saw it all, but he didn't panic and fall to pieces. He kept his eyes on Jesus and he endured the hostility from sinners to make salvation available to sinners. My friends... Without the sufferings, there would not have been a victorious resurrection. And I'm so glad that Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. He says, I am willing to suffer that people would have an opportunity at redemption. However, today, many Christians want the blessings Without the suffering. These lyrics by Andre Crouch sum up the message in this series. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me Strong. I thank God for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to depend upon his word. That man was on an anointing. That's an old song, but the lyrics are just as relevant today as when they were first penned by Andre Crouch. 
if you never had a problem. What would it be like if you never had a problem? Huh? You'd be spoiled, cocky, can't nobody tell you nothing, you'd be snobbish, you'd be all beside yourself. Sufferings and trials have a way of keeping you humble, keeping you leaning on the Lord, keeping you looking to Jesus. If I never, hey, if I never had a problem, would not know that my God, is he your God? Don't fool me now, is he your God? I would not know that my God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith, my God, is he your God? I know he's my God. I don't mind saying he's my God. He's my, say my God. Say my God. Or if he's really your God, you ought to really say he's my God. I wouldn't know what faith in my God could do. But through it all, through hurts and pain, through it all, through trials and tribulation, through it all. Through disappointments and when money gets funny, through it all. When friendships break up, marriages break up, children go crazy, through it all. Through it all when I don't understand, through it all when it looks like I'm going to lose my mind, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to depend upon his word. And all God's children said Amen. God bless you. And Father, I've preached my heart out. Thank you for this series. You knew before the foundation of the world that we would need this series in the midst of turbulent times of uncertainty. When so many are at a crossroad, so many are confused, so many hurting, in pain, frustrated, on the edge, about to lose their grip on life. Let them know if they turn their eyes to Jesus and trust you alone, you can take them from where they are at life's bottom. Bring them and raise them up again. Jesus, you rose from the dead. And you got enough to raise them up out of the pits of life. In Jesus' name. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.